Welcome to the APT Podcast. I'm Amelia Sullivan. Heidi Moyer knows what it's like to be an interdisciplinary team member. Heidi has had years of experience on different teams and in different settings. In this episode, Heidi shares what she's learned through her years working on teams and gives advice and tips for successful teamwork. Here's our conversation with Heidi. Heidi, welcome to the podcast. So let's start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners. So my name is Heidi Moyer. I am a doctor of physical therapy. I'm also a certified exercise expert for aging adults and a board-certified clinical specialist in geriatric physical therapy. I currently work in the home health setting and have been in this setting for almost two years now. Previous to this setting, I was in inpatient rehabilitation, and then as a student, I worked in inpatient rehabilitation, outpatient neuroortho, and the acute care setting. That's awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, We're just going to jump right in here and uh, talk about interdisciplinary teams because I know um, that's something that you feel passionately about and you work amongst teams often. So just tell us a little bit about your experience uh, working in teams. I have in-depth experience in working in two different settings in terms of interprofessional collaboration. Uh, The first setting that I worked in initially after graduating was inpatient rehabilitation, in which I worked alongside nurses, occupational therapists, speech therapists, case managers, social workers, um, and also patients and their families quite extensively to to see how we can get people home or transition them off to the next level of care. Um, In that, we, you know, typically have daily conferences with the other staff members. If it's not a formal conference, it's usually passing the other member of the team who's treating that patient in the hallway just to chat and see how they're doing that day um, or see how they're feeling with everything going on. A lot of times people in inpatient rehab have had terrible life events happen to them. They're not living their best life if they're coming to see us in inpatient rehab. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of biopsychosocial factors that factor into their care. In uh, home health, I also continue to work along the exact same team members, but we're not in the building together because we're in patients' homes. So a lot of the communication that happens is the result of texting and emailing and phone calling, and and we we do still have team meetings once a week um, to collaborate, but it's a little less frequent in terms of seeing the other team members at that point. So a lot of the communication for interdisciplinary collaboration that happens in the home health setting is digital. Uh, and, and is really on your honor um, to make sure that you are routinely communicating with those those other team members to make sure the patients are meeting their goals in a timely manner. Wow. So you have experiences in multiple settings, too, which is uh, definitely um, an asset um, and really good for our listeners to hear. So um, having had those experiences in, in different settings, uh, tell us a little bit about what that experience is like working on such um, big teams. I really enjoy uh, working with others. I, I feel like when we are collaborating with other disciplines, we're really practicing at the top of our profession. And the reason why I say that is because there's just so much as therapists that we know, but there's also so much that we don't know. Um, you know, as, as therapists, it is within our scope of practice to address ADLs and IADLs, but I am by no means an expert in it like an occupational therapist is. So I love being able to have those other team members to go to to ask questions and say, hey, so-and-so struggling with this. Do you want me to address it? How can I address it? Will you address it in your next session? Um, so a lot of times patients don't understand the different roles 
that each team member has. So while I know what a PT does and I know what an OT and a speech therapist does, they don't. So a lot of times they'll come to you with concerns that really should go to another staff member. And I just think it's just such an advantage to be able to sit, go to that staff member and say, hey, so-and-so told me about this issue that they're having. Will you please address it? Because they may not know to tell the nurse their issue with their bowel and bladder, or they may not feel comfortable telling that staff member. So it's really nice to have for the patients to have multiple points of contact uh, in that means as well. But, you know, it, it can be tricky, um, especially in the home health setting. If people aren't great about checking their emails or returning phone calls, that can get really frustrating. It's obviously easier when, you know, you're face-to-face in a hospital setting and can grab that person physically and say, hey, let's, let's chat for a second. Um, but, you know, overall, I've had really great experiences with interdisciplinary collaboration. Um, I, I worked, you know, outpatient for a few months as a student during a clinical, and while it was an amazing team, I just I missed that interdisciplinary collaboration that I got in the hospital originally on my first rotation. So one thing that you kind of touched on a little bit um, that I hope you can expand on is just the education piece that goes along with working on a team, um, whether it's um, the physical therapist educating other team members about what you guys do, Um, or vice versa, learning about other team members. Um, So can you talk a little bit about how much of an education piece is involved in working in in interdisciplinary teams? Yeah, you know, I think that's a great point, and and I think that actually goes both ways, is, you know, not only do other disciplines have to know what we do, you know, occupational therapists, speech therapists, nursing, and doctors, medical doctors, they all need to know what we do in order to refer to us and know what a problem is. And and same for us as well. I think when you're working with a new staff member, there's always a learning curve. I have worked with, you know, for example, um, I I think I work really the closest with occupational therapy in terms of meeting patients' goals. When I work with a new staff member, it's kind of a toss-up as to how much are they going to know about what I do. Um, to know when to refer to me for problems or to collaborate with me. I have met some occupational therapists that are fresh out of school, and they they know what I do, and they know when to refer, and I've met some that are way, way, way out of school, and they also know. Um, But then on the flip side of that coin, you also get the other side where they're like, I don't know, I've never watched a PT session in my life, and I, you know, I think my grandma had PT at one point, but I don't think she liked it very much. So there's there's always a learning curve um, a little bit. And you can, I, I think that, you know, when you are beginning to work on a new team, especially if it's a team that's going to be routine. So in inpatient rehab, we had dedicated teams, you know, the same PT, OT, speech therapist worked with the patient um, and that doctor for that for that doctor's patients. And then same thing in home health for right now where we're, we're kind of in, in isolated teams where we're working with the same staff members. So I think it's always good to reach out and have that communication, introduce yourself, explain, hey, these are issues that I need to know about if the patient ever brings them up. What do you need me to, you know, throw your way? What are some common issues um, that you feel like staff members don't refer to you for that they should be referring to you for or asking for your expertise on and kind of helping to set that relationship up for success from the beginning. You know, I ideally, and, and I think this is where not only on interprofessional teams, but where we run into problems with, you know, not getting appropriate referrals for patients for physical therapy who need physical therapy from, you know, medical doctors or first-line care providers is they just don't know what we do, and if they don't know what we do and how we address issues, they can't refer to us, not only on an interdisciplinary team, but also as an outside referral coming in to get that person into the door. Um, 
very similar as well for us. We need to know what the other healthcare professionals do on the team. You know, I need, you know, you need to know what occupational therapy does, what speech therapy does. Uh, you also need to know, you know, what the doctor and the nurse is responsible for. What are their responsibilities? Nurses typically operate under the doctor, but, you know, at what, at what level can they handle things on their own versus when do you need to, you know, call the doctor directly? And now for a quick break. Every October, we celebrate National Physical Therapy Month, an annual opportunity to raise awareness about the benefits of physical therapy. Help us encourage the public to choose physical therapy. Visit apta.org NPTM to learn more. And now let's return to the show. So for our listeners, I want to acknowledge that we're in the midst of our COVID-19 pandemic. And um, so, you know, talking about teams, talking about doing things that, um, you know, may not be in your day-to-day normally, um, but definitely something that you could do skill-wise. Can you just talk about what it's like to work on a team um, maybe in such a unique situation like we're in? As far as, you know, people who are new on interdisciplinary teams who are jumping into emergency roles, first of all, I commend you because it's very hard to jump settings and volunteer or go work in a different setting that you're not used to, especially during a pandemic. Um, so I commend you for anybody who is doing that. That That is so stressful, but all, so, so amazing. You are all heroes. But, you know, as, as far as trying to make that transition as soon as possible, I think the most important, the, the, the most important two things I can say are know your role, so know what the expectations are. As a PT in emergency settings, we're not always necessarily used exclusively for physical therapy intervention. Um, I have a couple of colleagues right now who are in the hospital systems, and they worked there previously, but they're working night shifts to help get the patients into prone and get them out of prone and rotate them in the beds at night to make sure that they're not getting bed sores um, while they're on the ventilators. So they're performing a physical therapy task, which is bed mobility, but it's not something that they're billing for um, because it's a life-saving intervention that they're assisting on the team. So knowing your role is very important, but then also knowing that your role might be dynamic and expecting, you know, that role to change and making sure that you're keeping good communication with your manager or whoever supervising you in that role at that time is really important. Um, you know, like a lot of times physical therapists and even other disciplines jump in and, and they do things that are not necessarily, you know, something that we would typically do for an intervention, but it, it's very, very necessary in terms of these patients um, surviving and, and you know, essentially trying to get them through this, this terrible situation. Heidi, I've noticed you kind of mentioned some, like, features or characteristics that really work well when you are working amongst a team. So whether it's a positive attitude or um, uh, just being flexible or, you know, uh, being willing to, you know, um, share knowledge. Um, and so can you share any additional tips or advice you would have for someone who maybe hasn't worked on a team before or, you know, just things that you've wor- seen that were really uh, beneficial? So some tips that I think would be really helpful for students who are joining a team or learning to work amongst a team is to know the scope of the other professionals and you really get to know who you're working with if possible. If you're on the same team um, or if you rotate teams, getting to know those people as best as possible is going to be really helpful. Um, when you're working on a team, it's always best to build others up as well. So one thing that we did at inpatient rehab when I worked there is whichever discipline, either OT or PT, saw the patient first, we would talk the other staff member up because a lot of times people are very nervous to be in that that 
skilled setting. They don't know what to expect. They don't know what's coming next. Um, so, like, if occupational therapy went in first thing in the morning, and they would say, oh, your PT is going to be so-and-so. They're great. You're going to love them. You're going to have a great time. They'll answer all your questions. And it just really helps to kind of set the tone overall for the team, um, showing the patient that you are collaborating. They know that you know the other staff members that are going to be treating them, if that's at all possible. Sometimes that's not always the case. Uh, but it really helps to set the standard of care for patients. Um, and, you know, as far as scope of practice, it's also really important to, as a student, when you're learning to work on a team, you know, as, as much as you need to be flexible, it's also very, very important to know your scope of practice. You know, and in a pandemic-type situation, this is where sometimes our lines get a, a little bit blurred if we get pulled into a setting or we're helping to rotate patients and we're doing something out of the ordinary that's not necessarily our normal skilled progressive or skilled maintenance care. Uh, but if you are um, in a normal, non-pandemic setting and, you know, you don't want to necessarily get bullied or pushed into doing something that you shouldn't be doing just because somebody else wants you to do it. Um, so knowing what your roles are and knowing what the other's roles are not only help you to refer, but also help you to maintain your scope of practice and protect your license as well. All right, Heidi. So I like to give all of our guests the opportunity to just give some closing thoughts. Um, so anything that you want our listeners to know and, you know, um, you know, especially those newer grads or students out there, um, those who haven't worked on teams before, uh, what would you say to those listeners? Yeah, so some words of wisdom for new grads uh, who are beginning to work on a team. Ask lots of questions. Get to know the people who you're working with. Um, see what they what their specialties are. You know, just like us in physical therapy, other disciplines, nursing, occupational therapy, speech therapy, they can specialize in different types of populations. They can work specifically in different settings. So you want to know what their backgrounds and their strengths are as well. Um, and that's also very helpful as well that if you need to refer outside of your team and maybe bring in a different interdisciplinary team member to help out, um, very, very important to do. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. So when I was a new grad, my first job straight out the boat was uh, inpatient rehab. And I had been in inpatient rehab as a student, but there was still so much I didn't know as being, you know, my own clinician and having my own license. So not being afraid to not only go to, you know, your, your manager or your supervisor who may be a physical therapist, but also talking to your inter interdisciplinary team members who have more experience in this setting. You know, how have things been? What changes have you seen? What, what's the typical policy for something like this? They can be a great resource for you. Uh, when I first came on, I, I had some great PT mentors in the hospital setting I was in, but I learned so much from the OT counterparts because those were the people I was with day to day. Um, I didn't always necessarily see my manager, but every single day I saw the occupational therapist I was working with and the speech therapist I was working with, and I learned so much from them as well. So don't be afraid to learn from other disciplines also. It's not just you getting a PT mentor, which is, of course, very, very important, your first job out the gate, but don't be afraid to look for mentors in other disciplines as well. That'll really help to strengthen your clinical practice, especially if working on an interdisciplinary team and in one of those settings that requires an interdisciplinary team is going to be something that you want to do for a long time and, and kind of stake your career in. Heidi, thank you so much for sharing your story and joining us on the podcast. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Have questions or want to talk to someone about interdisciplinary teamwork? 
email us at practice at APTA.org. APTA podcasts like this one are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, or by visiting APTA.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.